Welcome back, everybody. You know, every one of us has dreams. Uh, a lot of us talk about our dreams, but very few of us actually do something about them. And I'm really excited because I get a chance to speak to Rico Torres, who actually is doing something about his dream. Welcome to the program, Rico. Thank you so much for having me, Alan. Appreciate it. It's it's my pleasure. Um, you know, when I had a chance to kind of dive in uh, into your background, what um, uh, was dear and near to my heart is the fact that you are actually pursuing your dream. And you had other options. Uh, you, you graduated from Columbia pre-med and you decided to uh, kind of put that aside and go and pursue your dream. What makes you do that? Because not a lot of people would. Um, ooh, honestly, man, it was kind of like a calling, you know? Um, you just kind of, you know, you have to feel it, you know, and then you have to act on it. So, I mean, I was going through the whole pre-med process all my life. I was doing the whole, you know, volunteering, the the direct patient care hours, you know, shadowing doctors left to right, you know, going on medical mission trips, this, this and that. I was so set, you know, I was literally nothing else mattered. You know, I knew nothing else that didn't have to do with like medicine or healthcare or anything like that. And kind of, I felt like I was pressured because my family kept telling, you know, I have a big family, you know, um, in South America. Um, yeah. And so they all kept saying, we're going to have the first family doctor. We're going to have the first doctor in the family, this, this, and that. And I'm just like, you know, so much pressure. Um, but yeah, so over time, I kind of realized, I'm like, man, I don't feel like this is, you know, I have to be a doctor or die. You know what I mean? So towards senior year of my college, um, I got into modeling because, you know, for years, people kept telling me, hey, man, you can make money, like, off of your looks, like, just model. I'm like, all right fine, whatever. I need money for medical school. Right. So I'm like, initially that was it. I was, I was raising money for it. Cause that thing was going to be like half, half like $500,000 in debt. Oh man. So I was raising money. So, you know, I got a couple gigs, you know, JC Penny for 1200 target for 1500. Um, I did forever 21, um, Adidas. I mean, I did a lot of campaigns and so that was bringing in some, some money. I was like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. And then my modeling agent, I guess, you know, uh, got me an audition. Uh, long story short, uh, it was like I had no idea what an audition was. I got I got a call back. It was crazy. It was a lead for this feature film. My agent was like, take this serious. It's $900 a day for 15 days. I made the math. It's 15K for two weeks. I'm like, whoa. Long story short, you know, like I kind of just, I didn't get it, you know. But the producers told me like they love my style. And like when I went in and actually performed, because I practiced so much for that. And then brought me back to like Shakespeare days, you know, like when we played Romeo and Juliet in like middle school. Um, mm -hmm. And I was Romeo. Uh, and so I was like, yo, I love this. Like, I, I, I was like, that's crazy. I mean, I guess I have the personality for it. So, I mean, long story short, um, a couple months after that, uh, probably like two months after that, I graduated. And then the next month or so, uh, I just dipped. I, uh, I packed up all my things um, and I, 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 um, I took a trip from Florida to LA um which is 36 37 hours and the rest is history man it's just like you said it's all about taking that 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 first step and then you just keep at it I, and i went when i went to la i came to la with only 500 in my pocket i didn't yeah. figure out like yo like because rent is expensive here so i didn't figure out i didn't i didn't want to figure out i'm like yo i'll eventually i'll get to it I just, i'm chasing my dreams <laughs> so and i mean I, I commend you for doing that because it's it's a really cool thing to do um how did you talk your whole family your mom i know your mom is working a lot of uh, jobs kind of to support uh, the dream of medical uh, profession how did you talk your family into saying guys yeah i'm going to LA? that is so there's so much debt to that um yeah. so my mom was working multiple jobs but 
that wasn't to support my well it was but primarily because she was a single mother so she was just trying to put food on her table you know what i mean um so so both of my brothers i have two brothers and they're older than me um and they i mean they they were just you know they're just working but they don't really have a set career or goal in life so i was pretty much like you know oh the only hope of the family so honestly because I was the only one who was like getting an education, this, this, and that. So honestly, they listened to me, right? So it's not like, oh, guys, you know, I'm not going to be a doctor anymore. No, my mom, I mean, I hit my mom. My brothers, they didn't care. They're like, you're going to be great at whatever it is you're going to do. But um, my mom was like, oh, what do I tell, you know, my grandma? What do I tell my, my aunt, my uncle? Oh, my God, no, like everybody asked for you. You know how it is, you know, uh, parents, you know, in that generation, they're like, Oh, you know, uh, they feel like um, they're entitled or they like to, you know, uh, say that their sons or daughters are like prestigious. You know, they're in this field and that field and this, this and that. Yeah. And my mom for a while because she's like she was crying. She's like, uh, how are you going to do it? How are you going to pay for everything? You're throwing away your degree, this, this and that. Um, yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. This is my dream. And either you're with me or you're not. I love you, but. You just got to accept it, man. This is just, I, I listen to God and only God, so. And has she come around? Is she uh, in your corner? Yeah, yeah, I mean, now, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, after a couple of months, she settled. And then, um, you know, I, I try to lead by example. So she started seeing, you know, a uh, commercial here, a uh, television show here, uh, this, this, my, this modeling campaign, this, this, that. She started seeing and she's like, oh, okay, he knows what he's doing. He looks happy. He seems happy. And, you know, every time I talk to her on the phone every day, you know, I'm happy. So, well, mom, if you're viewing this, thank you very much. Um, I my nephew is a chef and he came from uh, from another country and he wanted to be a chef. And everybody in the family was saying, forget it. Chefs don't make any money. It's ridiculous hours. You shouldn't be doing it. You should go because a lot of us are in I.T. You can make good money. You can have a normal life. Stop it. I was the only one who uh, who stood up and said no. He's a chef. He needs to do what he's doing. And he, you know, we got him a job in uh, in a um, um, in a restaurant in uh, in Chicagoland area uh, as a sous chef. He did a great job there. He got another one. Got another one. Uh, he's a chef. You know, he that's his dream. That's his life. He's making a living at it. Uh, he's doing what he's supposed to do. So thanks. Everybody but you. You know what I mean? He wouldn't be a chef. Because it's me also, right? I don't want to be a chef, but I wanted to act. And when I told my parents, who are also from another country, you know, I came here as a kid at 14, and I told them I wanted to act. They said no, because they they came here with $500 in their pockets when they were 52 years old from uh, from the former Soviet Union. So they didn't want me to struggle. They kind of left their life in order for me to make it. So I didn't have a lot of a choice. He was like, yeah, you, you pick a career, that's what you're going to be doing. And to this day, you know, I played a doctor in a, in, a, in, a, in a film. And to this day, when they look at me, they're like, oh, God, you would have been such a great doctor. I, <laughs> I want to do that. I want to I have something like Grey's Anatomy, you know, just so yeah. I can show my mom. See, I, may, I was a doctor. <laughs> yep. uh, we did get to play a doctor on TV anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, very good. Good for you. Um, so I look at your IG posts, and you know it's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of your abs and a lot of uh, you know you're running around doing stuff. But what struck me was the depth, and what struck me you're reading Eckhart Tolle, and you're reading Stephen Covey, 
and you're reading all of these things and talking about solitude and talking about balance. That is what made me want to interview you. Although your abs made me want to work out and I started doing that. So thank <laughs> you. Um, what's, what's, uh, what kind of got you into, you know, the spirituality and the balance side of things? Uh, you're a young man. I, I'm trying to figure out if I was doing, you know, similar things at your age. And I don't remember what got you started there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not, not many my age um, kind of, you know, uh, get into this topic. Um, uh, there's also like there's a bunch of other books, you know, that I've read. Uh, Robert Greene, uh, 48 Laws of Power. Um, I, I also read like business books, too. So uh, Robert Kioski, um, yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Guide to Investing, all that. Um, but no. So, I mean, it's, it's like everything is an entire that, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it all began from. I've had anorexia, asthma, I was bullied. I mean, uh, like four years ago, I had a jet ski accident. I almost died. I had to have facial reconstruction surgery. Yeah, I had to have jaw surgery because I, I, I hit an entire jet ski face front. And so my entire jaw shifted. And so they had to open up my face and fix my jaw. And there was I was a victim of medical malpractice. I didn't find out till years and like after most recently, uh, you know what I mean? Like all these things have happened in my life and, you know, you kind of have to find a balance. You kind of have to find, you know, um, ways to, to, to be grateful, ways to, you know, uh, meditate, ways to find, you know, be the truest, most truest expression of yourself. You know what I mean? So like crying about all these things that have happened to me is not going to do me any good. You know what I mean? I could either, you know, be a victim or just continue on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You either accept things, you you change things, or you let things go. And so, I mean, that was out of my control. I mean, the whole Jessica thing and the whole yeah. jaw surgery and the whole medical malpractice and all, all that is out of my control. What's in my control is how I move forward and, you know, be grateful and, and keep pursuing greatness and this, this, and that. So, I mean, um, yeah, so uh, thank you so much for, you know, um, for for mentioning that about my Instagram and how, um, you know, at my age, I'm reading all this stuff and, and becoming very spiritual. Um, I actually, I, there's not many posts on there. I used to have like 100 more or maybe more, like 150 more, like 200, a lot more. Uh, I deleted and, and reactivated and deleted and I, I was, uh, uh, there was this mental health issue that I was going um through and mm -hmm. so i mean because you know this day and age the whole instagram the whole um you know uh likes and comments and just oh that thing is that's crazy so at that point you know when i was starting to get you know more followers more likes more this this more haters and more i was i was i was battling that you know what i mean uh i'm gonna get back on it now because i i don't care <laughs> you know what i mean so because like it, it helps people i mean look it attracted you Right. Yeah, you saw definitely. that. You, yeah. So like, dang, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I have the wisdom of like a 40 or 50 year old. So like, why not share it and hopefully, in, you know, influence, you know, people of my age or maybe even younger. Yes, you should. Um, and good for you for doing it. And unfortunately, with, uh, with the way that our world is, you're going to get all sorts of things. You're going to get the loves and you're going to get the hates. But, you know, try to. Uh, try to be there for others. Uh, I had, um, you know, a wonderful actress, Amberly Gonzalez on, 
And um, she goes out of her way to spend a lot of time with her fans, supporting them, advising them, uh, being there for them. And that means a lot. It means a lot to a lot of people. So continue doing it as much as you can. For sure, man, for sure. Um, I have some recommendations for you. I don't know if you if you read any of these books, but uh, how about this one? Have you read The Four Agreements? Oh, um, um, yes, yes. Uh, no, somebody referred that to me. Um, yeah. oh, what's his name? Uh, somebody Ruiz, right? Somebody yeah. Ruiz? Yeah, Don, Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I am so gonna read that. Can you tell me about it? Um, it's it's essentially so the four agreements. It's basically the four agreements that we make with ourselves, and uh, it's it's a it's a spiritual uh, uh, principles of the four things that are important, and it's a very simple, very easy read. It's not a long book. Um, you know, it's kind of it's pretty, you know, pretty small, as you can see. I'm just hold, holding it like this, and it's only 100, you know, uh, 160 pages. Actually, even less, 140 pages. So it's a quick read, and it just gets here. It's very practical. It's something that you can start applying right away. And again, I'll, I'll give the first, uh, you know, the first agreement to you uh, and everybody watching. You can see it. So the first agreement, page 25. By the way, I've met the Ruizes. They're wonderful, uh, wonderful people. Um, the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. Uh, so it's it's simple things, and that's my dog, if everybody can hear it. <laughs> he, he sees somebody outside. Um, being impeccable with your word. We, we hear it. It's not something that we've never heard before. But how much are we actually applying it? And what deep effect does it have? not only to those around us, but also to what's within us and how it has an ability to really change our life. So being impeccable with your word is the first agreement. And then he talks about it. Uh, it's it's very, very good book. And then I don't know if you, you know, because this is older stuff, but uh, Richard Bach, uh, Illusions, or any of Richard Bach's, uh, you know, books, take a look. I think it's it's uh, up your alley. So um, metaphysics. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, it's not uh, yes, it's it's metaphysics, but it's it's written more as a kind of a novel. Uh, it's it's somewhat a biographical, you know, time. It's an adventure thing. You you never quite figure out whether it's reality or it's not, but it's it's an amazing book. Um, yeah, so illusions, the adventures of a reluctant messiah, and he wrote other books. I think. His book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, uh, which was a, is a tiny book, uh, it's the first spiritual book that I read. And that kind of started my whole spiritual journey um, around, actually now I do remember how old I was because I was playing tennis. It was with a friend of mine uh, named Alex and he gave me that book. So I must have been somewhere 16, 17, somewhere in there. That's wow, the first you started early. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the first book I read. So take a look. We're going to link all these books uh, below, guys, so uh, you can check it out. Uh, I highly recommend them, uh, regardless of whether you're an actor or, or any other profession. You'll you'll find them interesting. Um, and yeah, it's it's good for you. Uh, continue continue doing it, especially you know being an actor and living in a crazy environment. Um, you know, being a model, being an actor, you're going to be bombarded with all sorts of. Uh, uh, energy and all sorts of people and finding your balance and being able to keep it is uh, going to become even more paramount. 
as as you continue climbing through your progression no it, it has been no and like in the beginning oh yeah. it, it it affected me it did yeah. and I, I can see why it affects a lot of people and why people quit and why people like you know hate themselves and are depressed and this and that I, I became aware of that situation though just like how you said in 16 17 you learn you first started learning about spirituality and that's what it's about you know becoming aware of your surroundings becoming aware of what's going on you know um so yeah no i mean moving forward oh it's it's cake i already know what's to expect <laughs> good very good um now to take things from metaphysical to just silly but i know somebody in my audience i uh, heard you talk about facial reconstruction they have this question so I have to ask it, even though I think it's a silly question. So you're a very good looking, uh, you know, man. Were you, did the, the facial reconstruction help you become better looking or did it? No, no, I look exactly the same. You could look at pictures. Mm -hmm. I mean, this surgery was like four years ago. You could look at pictures when I was like in, in my teens, you know, high school, like before. No, the only thing that changed was because if you see like before, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever posted that or anything like that, but because that's ill. <laughs> no, but like my whole jaw was shifted. So I mean, to get to the jaw to you know reposition it, they had to open up my face. I didn't get anything aesthetically done. No, no, no. Okay, well, good. I'm glad that they were able to put everything back together. Um, and then you you kind of you brought up uh, being anorexic. You brought up being bullied, uh, which shaped who you are and your ability to look at the world and kind of let things uh you know brush off probably had something to do with that but you know you're going from being anorexic to now being you know kind of the heartthrob what does it feel now to be called a heartthrob where just you know a recent time uh, or a short time ago you were bullied uh, for being anorexic I mean, it's cool. Um, no, I mean, it's inspiring. And like, I don't care personally, like for me, it doesn't make me feel any better. Cause you know, I, I don't have an ego, but I like, I like the inspiring aspect of it, you know, like to, for, to demonstrate to others, like, look, you know, like I went through this. So can you, mm -hmm. I was skinny and I, I completely transformed. So can you, I was bullied and now nobody's gonna bully me no i'm kidding the bullying will always happen but i've you know i've reduced it i've learned how to protect myself i've learned how to become aware i've learned how to not let negative comments get to me i've learned you know i mean i worked out so like i know i know how to defend myself stuff like that you know what i mean um so yeah no i just i really just want to just inspire others you know like hey you know if you're going through stuff become aware of it tell yourself like look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're skinny you know, look at yourself in the mirror, tell yourself I'm anorexic. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what I mean? Like I'm ugly, I'm dumb. Tell yourself that. I tell people to tell yourself that. You know, America, you know, people like to the sugarcoat things, right? Like, oh no, you know, you're not fat, you're big bone. No, 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 no. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're fat. That's the first step in changing anything in your life. To actually like acknowledge the fact that, you know, you have a problem that you need to solve. Mm -hmm. And is that what you did with uh, anorexia? How that's how you overcame it? 100%, 100%. I was um this this happened for years, right? And I was I was kind of like a video game nerd, you know, in middle school. Um mm -hmm. yeah, I was I was playing on the Xbox. Um and so all I had was like one chicken or two chickens a day and I was good. You know, I'm good. You know, I would I would go, I would wake up depressed. I would wake up um scared to go to school, you know, because of, you know, what other people might do or, you know, like just, I was so shy. So like, you know, oh, I didn't want to, 
you know, speak to anybody or anything like that. Um, so, you know, for years, you know, I was going through that until, I don't know, sometime in high school where I was just fed up. I was just tired of it. I just, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, something has to change. Look at how skinny you're so skinny. You know what I mean? Like you're so change. Just go work out. Like I had a big brother who worked out, who started working out for years and I couldn't, you know, make the step and asking him like, Hey man, teach me how you, how you do this stuff. Like, no, like I just told myself, no, do it, do it. And then like, I, I told my, taught myself like a three second rule to where like, all right, you know what? Screw it. This is how you're going to solve, you know, your shyness problem. You're going to go to school and then you're going to see a cute girl that you've been eyeing for a while. And you're literally just going to go introduce yourself and, and talk about science. Right. And I did that. And that's how I overcame my shyness, man. It's crazy. Uh, good for you. Uh, that's that's the important part to know that it takes you uh, and not just you personally, but it takes the person realizing that they want to change, that they want to do something about it before they do actually anything about it. Having somebody tell them, whether it's a loved one or anybody else, doesn't work. Until you yourself decide to make a change, nothing will happen. So go for it. Um, good for you. And then you know, as you started uh, working out, as you overcame your shyness, um, you started getting the modeling gigs that we were talking about. So modeling came first before the acting, and it opened some doors. Um, the interesting uh, thing to me is uh, you're still doing modeling, from what I understand, correct? Oh, yeah. So is, uh, and this is, we always have a reality kind of a reality check uh, in our interviews. To, uh, to show our audience what the reality is like for the actors and the people in the entertainment industry. So the last uh, you know three, four months, uh, you weren't able to, uh, to do much. Um, how is it going for you? Uh, here's the thing, here's the thing. People mm -hmm. you know, talk about, oh, I wanna be an actor or you should be an actor or maybe you know, I can be an actor. And they don't think about it. There's so much more to life. There's so many more things that you can do to actually enhance your opportunity to actually become an actor. So I'm yeah. not I'm not just an actor and a model, you know, I'm a businessman, you know, I'm a real estate investor. Um, you know, I, I do a variety of things. So I'm chilling, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried about, oh my God, you know, my agent is not getting me a job for modeling or, you know, an acting gig, or, you know, I'm not getting that many auditions. I don't care. Cause you know, I have, I have a couple of rental properties in Florida that's bringing me income. You know what I mean? Like I have a business, you know, like I do affiliate marketing, you know, like there's just so many other, you know, uh, revenue streams that I'm getting. So like, I'm not worried, you know, and it all ties into that. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't have these rental properties or, you know, all these other sources of income, how, how the heck am I going to, you know, better my chances in becoming an actor? You know what I mean? With like marketing and, and advertising and, 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 you know, getting actually in front of the people who matter, who, who make that decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of people uh, don't quite understand that part. A lot of people uh, fail because it's financially very unstable. To be an actor is to, to be in rejection mode most of the time. And when you book something, it doesn't mean that you're going to make enough money to pay the rent. It just, uh, it's, it's a long journey that may or may not work out. So I chose to kind of take the finances out of it. And I have an IT consulting business and an HR consulting business that pays the bills. And then I do acting and I don't worry about it. So I'm glad you're doing the same thing. It's, it's a, in my opinion, it's the right way to go. Exactly. Cause then you're constantly worried about how am I going to pay the bills? Or then you have to like, you know, get a job that you're working Monday through Friday 
mm-hmm. just to pay the bills and like, all right, what about your acting? Like you yeah. said, create a business to where you, you know, you can kind of work around whatever schedule it is that you need to work around yeah. to make it happen. And uh, it's, again, you know, I'm older, so I also have a family and I have kids and I have other, uh, you know, things that I have to, uh, you know, account for. So it just becomes harder. And I'm glad you're doing this when you're younger. I'm glad you're setting things up properly so you don't have these issues uh, later on. It's good to hear. Um, sure. Let's get to your acting. I, I find that ironic that, you know, you're into uh, football, soccer. Uh, and the first uh, kind of big gig that uh, that you got on HBO is Ballers, which I love, and I've watched all five seasons. I'm so um, you know I'm so sad that it's done, but uh, you got to be on Ballers, uh, and that deals with a completely different kind of a football. Uh, did you yeah, find yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I mean, it was it was an episode, but I mean, it's it's a start, right? Like I've only been at this what like a year and a half. You know what yeah. I mean? So. I, People say like, oh, you're an extra. Oh, you just got a small little featured role. Okay, but that's on a huge project on HBO. You need to understand that in the beginning, you take what you can get, right? Mm-hmm. And that's gonna lead to more things. Now I got more eyes on me, right? And yeah, and then yeah, you're right. You know, like I, I'm a soccer player, right? Yep. And then I got a football role. So like, I was like, this is cool. I mean, I'm an overall athlete. So like, bring me on whatever role, whatever role, I'm there for it. Uh, you know, I didn't meet The Rock, but I mean, it's cool. <laughs> so, how did you? How was that experience uh, in terms of being on that type of a set with, uh, you know, that type of uh, actors in, you know, in certain points in their career? How was that for you? I mean, it's it's cool because you know, there's a lot of people and and a lot of people, well-known people, and you know, a lot of people working behind the scenes and all that. But like, if I mean, because I'm not the main guy, right? You got to work towards that. You know what I mean? So, like, it's cool, but it's like, all right, I, I want more. I want I want that role. You know, I want, I, want, I want the whole thing. You know what I mean? So it was a good stepping stone. Good. So I, that's, that's the great takeaway, right? You, you get to a point and you're saying, no, I, I want to go much farther than that. I see, I see what I'm setting my sights to. So it's great. It's another motivation factor for you. Um, what oh, is your approach? I'm sorry. I, I love the behind the scene. I love how they produce this stuff mm-hmm. and, and the director and, and being on that actually has been motivating me to become a director, you know, um, mm-hmm. like I'll see certain things on, on how they try to, you know, direct it. And I'm like, no, wait, 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 I can't, obviously I can't say nothing cause I don't have that kind of authority, mm-hmm. but I'm like, no, I would so say the opposite. I would so do this. I would so have him do that. So, I mean, my future, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can afford, like, in the future to, to be a producer and a director. So we'll see where that's going to lead to. Yeah. Listen, uh, in, in our profession, uh, there is no one track anymore. Everybody is doing many things. Um, one, of, uh, one of my, you know, favorite uh, folks that have come onto the show, Sujith uh, Varighese, who is a wonderful actor and director and writer uh, in Canada, he says, I'm a storyteller. And I can tell a story in front of the camera and behind the camera. You know, I can write that story. That's that's my job. Yeah, everything else is just a different medium. So yeah, um, definitely do it. Pursue it. Try it. You, you don't know what doors is going to open for you. Um, yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> my. You know, I kind of um, I wanted to see how big time commercials were made. So you know, the only extra gig that I ever uh, did was I was the extra on a um, 
on a ComEd uh, commercial in Chicago. And I just wanted to see how things work. And being there on that set, um, you know, realizing how many takes the actors have to go through uh, for that tiny little spot and how many hours it takes to film. And, you know, I was sitting, I was in the, I was in the front row, kind of in the background, I was in the front row and I was acting with every take. So it doesn't matter whether I was going to be seen or not. And I was seen for like, you know, a half a millisecond, uh, but I was acting every take I was on, I was doing my thing. Then you realize, and what made me realize is that, okay, uh, doing commercials is gonna take a really long time. There are gonna be many different takes. The directors are gonna ask you to do things in so many different ways, you know, play it like this, play it like this, play it like that. And you have to adapt and you have to uh, go through these hours of takes. So it was a lot of, you know, learning experiences for me and I really enjoyed it. But, you know, you getting to be on Ballers, you know, you getting to be on, on a Showtime uh, set as well. You know, all of these things are only going to help your career. Absolutely. And, 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 and I was also, I don't know if uh, you saw, uh, I was also in a Super Bowl commercial. I did. I actually really liked that commercial because um, it felt like you were talking to your brother. Yeah, it was very authentic. I really liked it. They yeah. had me. You were exactly what you were just saying. They had me go and go and again, again, and I repetitive, 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 like repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah. Like not, not what they wanted. It was unscripted. You know, it was like, hey, send this real message to your brother. You know, like a real, you know. And I, I would say the things, you know, that I would say to him if he was in front of me. And it's just like for, for that commercial, they just kept saying, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. I'm like, I mean, after a while, I'm kind of losing, you know, my like, you know, enthusiasm. <laughs> but they're like, it's all right. It's all right. Look, we started breathe. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I mean, it's cool. I got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's that's acting for you. Right. I mean, it's uh, that's that's the part of the business and being able to uh, to do it so many times and being there and being this you know, flexible uh, thing that the directors can mold into what they see because they're behind the camera. They see whether, you know, it actually comes through properly because we may think that it does, but they see whether it actually does. And yeah, yeah. yeah the trick to uh, to commercials, so for everybody who's, uh, who's watching who hasn't been able to do commercials yet, the trick to doing a commercial, especially the spokesperson uh, shot, is to not treat yourself as a salesperson. You're not. You're just somebody who is talking to somebody you know, whether it's your brother, like in your case, or your neighbor or somebody else. All you're doing is sharing information. And, you know, if you're excited about it, be excited. If you're concerned, be concerned. But the more real you can make it, the better the shot is going to be. And I learned that the hard way by taking classes because I was theatrical and I wanted to do all sorts of things and I wanted to be the, you know, the the, the proper salesperson. They're like, no, 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 it's you're talking to your dad. Oh, okay, I get it. Thank you. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> yeah. exactly, man. <laughs> I I found that when I was looking, I looked at uh, at your demos, uh, and that commercial stood out. I'm like, yep, he's talking to his brother. I see it. I see it right there. Cool, cool. <laughs> it's awesome. So, what's what's your acting approach? Um, I don't know what uh, what kind of training you've taken or who you've worked with. What what do you see as your acting approach right now? I mean, I, there's just so many different things. I, I kind of take all the different, like every single different approach that I, I keep hearing from different coaches or directors or this is. I kind of like combine it all into my own personal style. I mean, so there's nothing specific I, I would like actually like recommend, you know what I mean? 
I would just say, listen to everything that everybody's saying, because there's so many different methods. So mm -hmm. I kind of just think myself, I kind of just, all right, you know, it's just, it's simple. It's just read the character, read the bio, get into a character, and then er um, add your own personal style to it. Yeah. Um, thank you. Because that's, you actually said something that takes people many years to get to, which <laughs> is, it's simple. It's not meant to be complicated. We are overcomplicating things ourselves because we try to create all these backstories and get into every decision. No, just, you know, play, be, be somebody else for that moment and, uh, you know, do what comes natural in that, in that moment. Exactly. Just act. It's acting. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, keep it simple. Please do. Yeah. It's, uh, otherwise it can take you off into a long path that'll take a um, while to come back. A long path, a lot of money, a lot of time, energy. Oh man. People will be spending years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And then once they come out of school, they, they start doing extra work. Come on. You don't have to do all that for extra work. Right. <laughs> so do you have like a, you know, an acting role model, somebody that you aspire to be like? No, I don't aspire to be like anybody. Um, it's, I just aspire to be myself, you know, like in 10 years, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I look up to God. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who I like, but mm -hmm. like a role model. An actor that you think, yeah, I really like how they handled their career. You know, this is somebody who I like the way that they act. I like who they are. Uh, I like their choices. It's somebody that I would like to emulate in a way. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, he's a legend. Um, it's good. Denzel, I mean, all the greats, you know, they're, they're the most successful in, in, in the acting realm. Yeah. But I'm really happy that I heard the answer. I was I was secretly hoping that your answer would be I'm not. I, I just want to be me because that's that's really what the what you should be. You should mm -hmm. just be you. You can admire other people. You can learn from other people, but you aspire to be yourself, and that's it. Yeah, because and let me let me add something on there. Um, and I hate I know that um you 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 guys have to ask those kind of questions. Um, and and everybody in life asks those questions. You know what I mean? Like, who do you look up to? Uh, if you could be anybody in the world, who would you be? Like, why do you ask those questions? Because what you're doing is you're comparing or you're making that person compare themselves to somebody who's not, who's, whose level is like up here and you're down here. So why would you do that? You got to compare yourself to somebody who's in your level. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing better than that person, I mean, well, regardless, you shouldn't compare yourself to anybody. But I'm just saying, if you're going to compare yourself to somebody, don't compare yourself to somebody up here. Compare yourself to somebody who's at the same level as you. And if you're doing more, then you're winning you know what i mean so like i always recommend just you know be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be yeah uh to answer your question and i i i like where you're going with it and i agree with it uh to answer your question of why um you know media asks these types of questions it's to learn more about you it's not the answer itself but we want to hear how you answer it because that tells us something about you um you know if if people are asking me that question of who you know, who are my acting role models? It's a very difficult question. I can tell, you know, who I admire as an actor, uh, who I admire as a person. Um, so it's, it's, I would answer it in that way. I would say I love how Meryl, you know, only spends four or five months a year doing acting and she's doing something else all the other time. That is a very valuable piece to me and I want to aspire to do that as well. I like how, you know, speaking of Meryl Streep, that she's very down to earth that she can be an incredible actress, 
and still just be a regular, beautiful human being and be herself. I aspire to do that. It's not, for me, it's not aspiring to, I want their career. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to, yeah, pick things from different people. So when we ask those questions. You got you to kind of break down that question because it's very general and it's like, I admire a lot of people. I admire, you know, and acting like you said, uh, Leo, Denzel in business, you know, um, you know, uh, Grant Cardone or uh, Robert Kioski, um, mm -hmm. you know, all these people. I mean, I admire different people in different, you know, um, mediums, but yeah, like you said, uh, you know, who do I want to be? No, I want to be myself in 10 years, you know? I don't yeah. want to be like anybody. So, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. So who do you envision yourself to be in 10 years? Ugh. If, I, if I've already done all these things in a year and a half, in mm -hmm. 10 years, I'm going to be the president of the United States. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to be <laughs> – I'm already, I'm already a millionaire. Um, I'm already rich. I mean, not right now. I'm saying, I'm saying like, you know, I'm already going to be a millionaire, you know, 10 years exactly. from now. Yeah. I'm going to have like, I don't know, a hundred business entities under my name, probably another hundred real estate um, properties under my name, uh, a bunch of Oscar. Um, you know what I mean? Like all these accolades, all these, all these different things I don't care about, but it's going to happen because of everything that I'm going to accomplish, you know, in the next couple of years. But I just want to keep being happy and keep progressing because progression is the key to happiness. So, yeah. um, I want to follow up on that and not to be contrarian because I wish uh, for you to accomplish all those things. Mm -hmm. But if in 10 years you don't have 100 entities and you don't have Oscar nominations, would you consider yourself a failure at that point? Uh, I don't consider myself a failure today. So, no, if I didn't, if I didn't get any of that, I, I wouldn't be a failure. I Good. think I'm successful. Good, because you you were talking about happiness and happiness. Um, a lot of people define success by yeah. what they hold and how much they have accomplished. And success is different things to different people. You know, success for your mom was being a single mom was working multiple jobs and providing for her family. That's a definition of success. It didn't matter how much money it was. It didn't matter what jobs or what titles she held. It was something else so uh keep in mind that being happy has really nothing to do with the external uh accomplishments or titles or business entities or oscar nominations it has something yeah, to do with but, but so like once you yeah. once you find ultimate fulfillment you know within yourself mm -hmm. then the rest is kind of like it's just things to toy with that's kind of why like i mentioned that Cause I'm already happy with myself. I'm already happy with who I am. I mean, I came out here alone. I've been alone for a while. Like I'm, I'm good with who I am. You know, like nobody's gonna change that. Like I can literally die tomorrow and I'm fine. I'm successful. Like you know, I've achieved what I've achieved. And I don't mean like what we were just saying. Like all these different trophies and Oscar and and you know business entities and whatever. I'm just saying like I've already accomplished you know ultimate fulfillment. So now I can just play around. You know, ultimately life is a playground, and we've yeah. always known it. I mean, as kids. But somewhere along the lines, we kind of forgot it. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, I'm just enjoying, you know, playing on the swings now and and <laughs> gonna climb the and then the monkey bars and all that. I mean, just wait, you know, I'm gonna get up there. <laughs> Good. Um, and that's that's great. It it becomes difficult, uh, or it seems difficult because people somewhere along the way tell us that it is. People uh, along the way, we see people struggle, and we automatically 
start to kind of perceive that, oh, it's not as easy as we thought. And then uh, some people you know, kind of get into that mode that it's going to be a struggle. Life is going to be difficult. Uh, so how you perceive life and what you choose to do is, is up to you. And I, I really appreciate how you're looking at it. Enjoy life. Enjoy. And all of these things are going to come to you just because you're enjoying it and you're sending out that type of energy to the universe. Mm -hmm. And not take yourself seriously or life. Right. Yeah, because we're all, we're all people. And the more I talk to uh, to people, you know, the people that I have, you know, watched on these, uh, you know, in uh, on the screen, big screen or small screen, the more I see that they are as real as everybody else. They are as wonderful and as flawed as everybody else. And the more that they do not take themselves as seriously as everybody else seems to. Um, they don't. They take their job seriously, and they take what they do with uh, with heart, but they don't take themselves seriously. So, yeah, that's that's in my opinion, that's what I'm kind of taking away from it as well. Exactly. Very cool. Well, listen, uh, Rico, it's it's been a pleasure. I wish you uh, all of these uh, things to come true and more and all the surprises along the way. Um, thank you for coming on. I, I, I learned a lot about you. Uh, I hope our audience uh, has learned as well and saw how they can uh, achieve uh, success, whatever they set their minds uh, uh, to be and whatever their definition of success is. Thank you, Rick. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, share, comment, uh, you know, follow Rico on, uh, on Instagram and uh, tell him what you think. Take care, everybody.